Well, uh, so if you were wondering why I was in uniform and you're still confused, then you're going to have to rewatch the podcast uh, or live stream. Uh, but the reason, and, and Pastor John said this, the reason why I'm in uniform is uh, as an ordained minister in the Evangelical Covenant Church, I do represent our denomination and our local church here in the military. In fact, the denomination has to fill out a particular form that endorses me to allow me to serve as a religious leader in the military. So if it wasn't for them, I would not be allowed to serve as a chaplain in the army. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for all of you and your support, not only for me, but also for my family uh, throughout the past four years uh, that we've been here. Some of you expressed uh, some displeasure when I gave you the news that I was going to be leaving, and some of you were excited. You know, you couldn't get, you couldn't wait to get rid of me, and and so you were, you were thrilled about that. But maybe you were also thrilled about uh, the ministry opportunity that I have to minister to the soldiers and their family. But whenever you receive news, uh, you can decide on how you're going to receive uh, that news. Are you going to receive it as good news or as bad news? It's all a matter of perspective. How many of you watch the news? How many of you actually watch the actual news? So like local news, uh, maybe out of Wichita or Salina or Lawrence, Topeka, Kansas City, or read the newspaper, local newspapers, the, the, the actual news. Um, I will guarantee, and, and, I, and I've been keeping track of this, at any given moment of any given day and any hour, I can turn on any cable news network. I guarantee they're talking about four things. Number one, they're talking about President Trump. Number two, they're talking about COVID-19. Three, they're talking about wildfires. Four, or they're talking about riots. One of those four things, I guarantee, you can test me, you can go on, turn on cable news, and that's what you're going to hear uh, as soon as you tune in. All right? I, I, I can tell you that they do this on purpose, right? They, 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 tell, you, uh, they tell you this bad news. Uh, all the time. Why? So it gives you hope for good news. But is that the only news that's going on in this world? Okay. Is there anything other than President Trump, COVID-19, uh, or riots, or um, what was the other one? Wildfires. Is there anything else going on in this world? There is. In fact, in case you missed it, uh, a couple of Sundays ago, there was a conflict that broke out in Azerbaijan. Let's all say that together, Azerbaijan and Armenia. In fact, there is a section in Azerbaijan that is run by ethnic Armenians. And there was a conflict. Both are a accusing one or the other for starting uh, a major dispute. Um, there were some uh, attacks that were going on. Well, why is this important? Armenia is 97% Christian. Uh, and Azerbaijan is 99% Muslim. Anyway, this disputed territory that's on the map, and you probably don't, maybe not even know where Azerbaijan is, but it's somewhere over there. Okay, it's over there. And uh, it, it was, they were both part of the Soviet uh, Empire, conclave or whatever, and then they broke off. But this area's been disputed since about 1988, 1994. There was a peace agreement, but now, thankfully, there is some agreement to come back to the territory, uh, back to the table to have some peace talks. And in other news, NASA is set to launch a zero-gravity toilet for testing at the International Space Station. All right? Uh, it's probably going to be used for future missions to the moon. Okay? This $23 million toilet, and I was like, I was thinking it's the one on the left. All right, they're just going to send a toilet up into space. Hey, it's done. But apparently the one on the right, which costs $23 million, 
uh, sucks waste right from the body and will be sent on a cargo ship uh, to the station. NASA says that this vacuum system toilet that sucks waste right out of your body is for the comfort of our female astronauts, unlike previous models. I can't imagine this being comfortable for anybody. But a rocket carrying that is set to deploy at some point, on, I think on Thursday, from Virginia. So what's the best news you've heard this morning? What's the best news you've heard this week? What's the best news you've heard in a while? Well, I'm going to tell you this morning about some really, really good news, and it's about Jesus Christ. This word gospel, this word good news, is from the Greek euangelion, and to proclaim it in a verb sense, it's euangelizo, and it is the very word that means the good news. It is mean proclaiming good news. It is the gospel. That's what it is. And so we have the good news according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's interesting that the, procl uh, the proclamation of this good news involves the death of somebody. Good news involves the death of somebody. But the, the good news is that the person who died is no longer dead and has been raised and lives now forever. And as Pastor John has been preaching over the book of Revelation, we are living in the kingdom of God now, here on earth, and we are waiting the completion of the kingdom in God. So we have the now, and we wait for the not yet. So we are in between. Jesus is bringing about this kingdom on earth, and that is good news, but it is not finished yet. But Jesus says it will become new forever. In the opening chapter of Mark, in the 17th verse, Jesus says, The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. And repent and believe the good news. And so I want to talk to you about what this good news is and how it's going to be so much better news in the future. So let's go back to Mark and look a little bit further into chapter 8, verses 34 through 35. You can cheat by looking at the screen okay then he jesus called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said whoever wants to become one of my wants to be one of my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but for whoever loses their life for my sake and for the gospel will save it Jesus, again, uses this word gospel, this good news. Again, good news, the gospel, they are synonymous with each other. And Jesus is telling us straight out here, look, without holding anything back, this is going to require denying yourself. If you want to follow me, there's going to have to be some denial on your part. It means that there's going to be some kind of sacrifice. It means that it's going to cost you your entire life. Something so amazing, something so powerful, something so compelling, something so transformational is going to be something you are going to have to die for. You are going to have to sacrifice your own life for. Does that sound like good news? And I thought good news was going to be easy sailing. No more effort, you know, no more discomfort. It, it certainly didn't mean denying myself. And Jesus says, look, if you're going to try to save your own life, you're actually going to lose it. But for this good news, you're going to find life. 
I'm still confused. You've got to know more. What is this amazing gospel that Jesus Christ is proclaiming? What is it? Is it, is it really worth giving up my life for? Is it really worth denying myself? In, in a world that is all about living for self, in a culture that teaches us that we are the center of the universe, that caring for ourselves is of utmost importance and is certainly better than caring for others. Or that if we can just work hard enough, if we just try hard enough, we can achieve life and achieve life's goals. You see, Jesus wants me to be happy, doesn't he? Jesus, you want me to be happy, don't you? I mean, I've heard other preachers, you know, on TV tell me, you can be happy, you you give your life to Jesus, you're going to have a happy life. Jesus never promises a happy life, but he does say, I will bring you joy. So perhaps to experience this good news and to experience joy, it's going to require something that maybe you have not done before, and so your thinking has got to change. So let's keep looking at what this gospel is. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. Jesus enters the temple. He unrolls the scrolls and proclaims, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, for recovery of the sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus is fulfilling a prophecy from Isaiah that was spoken hundreds of years before. Something about this good news is going to bring restoration of sight to the blind. Something about this good news is that the poor are going to be redeemed. Something about this good news is going to set the oppressed free. Now there's something that's substantial in the gospel— right? This is some good news, right? Right? Maybe? Is it, is it good enough news yet? I mean, is it worth dying for? Is it, is it worth giving up my own desires for? Maybe that isn't that good of news for you yet. Maybe you're still a little bit skeptical about this gospel, about this good news. So let's keep looking. Jesus says later on in Luke chapter 7, verse 22, Go back and report to John, the one that was doing the baptizing, that you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Well, now certainly there is some other good news. This leprosy, This skin disease that is being referred to in Luke was some pretty gnarly things, right? That's just a little bit of what leprosy does to you. It it eats away at your skin. It it eats away your your body, and you die. And if you had leprosy, you were were contaminated, and, and you had to yell out, unclean, unclean, wherever you went. And people would socially distance from you. In fact, you couldn't even enter into a place of worship, the temple, the synagogue. It was forbidden for you because you were unclean. You had to go and live in isolation with other people with skin diseases until you were cured. Jesus says, look, I'm not only going to cleanse that I'm, or heal that, I'm going to cleanse all of your impurities, all of your things that have kept you out of community. Sound familiar about things today? This good news not only cures it, it cleanses it. 
and now you are made right to once again enter into community to fully worship. The dead are raised? Really? How can this be? I mean, we know too well that the sting of sin is death, and often people die too early. They die unfairly, and they die unjustly, and sometimes people die in isolation without getting to hold the hand of their loved ones, and this is tragic. And something that is so amazing about this good news, an offering of the hope that someday the dead will be raised. Not all the dead, but those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That sometimes those who have even recently died get to be raised back from the dead. Jesus shows us this in his miracles with raising people from the dead. This is some good news. Is this enough good news yet? Is this good enough news? The book of Acts. The apostle Paul and Barnabas are shouting in Acts 14, verses 15 through 17. They're saying, friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human, like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you, to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything are in them. In the past, he let all nations kind of go on their way, yet he has not left them himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their season. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy with joy. If raising the dead was not enough, if restoring the sight to the blind was not enough, if all of these cleansing and healing natures of God was not enough, here it is, the creator God who has made the heaven and the earth and all the things in it and has brought rain and water and food and has brought you joy. You should be ecstatic that this good news has been brought to you. The Creator God wants this relationship with you. Yeah, but you know, those things can kind of just be explained naturally. I mean, you know, the water from heaven, you know, and, and joy, that's just really a state of mind. Um, we can just kind of explain those things. I've heard it said that in order to experience the good news, you've got to hear the bad news. And when's the last time someone's come up to you and says, hey, I've got some news for you. I've got some good news and some bad news. What do you want first? And what do you always say? Give me the, the bad good news. Right, the bad news first. Give me the bad news first. Let, let me get that over with. Let me hear the bad news. The local news does this on purpose, too. They spend 20 minutes of the news hour and the first 20 minutes and they tell you all the terrible things that are happening in this world all the terrible things here and there and that and the last two minutes they tell you about a wonderful puppy parade that took place downtown you know something like a fundraiser something that sends you off on a happy note because we don't want you to leave this news hour feeling discouraged or despaired they do that on purpose and the apostle paul Lays out the book of Romans this way. He's like, look, guys, i got to tell you the bad news first. So that way you can hear the good news. The Apostle John in writing Revelation. Hey, here's everything that's going to take place. But in Revelation 21, behold, I am making all things new again. He ends on the very best news. And so let's hear some bad news. Here's the bad news first. 
Romans 1, 18 through 23. Paul is saying, look, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of the people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew knew God, they neither glorified him or glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened, and although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and bird, birds and animals and reptiles. Whoa, Paul. You know, why, why is God so mad at everything? It, it seems like he might even be mad at me. Certainly, the Roman church would have known, hey, there is an impending uh, something, that something, something bad is going to happen here. And, and they, were, they were aware of this impending punishment that perhaps they were deserving of. And this is some bad news. And I bet these people were like, Paul, you, you got to tell us, is this all there is? Is this the bad news? Did you just write a doom and gloom letter? Do you... Do you work for CNN or MSNBC or ABC or Fox? Do you work for any of them? He's like, no. Here's the message. In fact, it's not over yet. He continues into Romans 3.23. He says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Paul, you can't say sin here. 2,000 years ago, maybe you could have, but you can't say sin today. That's, that's too politically incorrect. You don't want to—that's too judgmental. Okay, that, that, that's too harsh. People get turned off if you say sin. You got to just say, ah, you messed up a little. Oh, no, um, that's not the correct answer, but um, we'll, we'll kind of help you. No, uh, there's some bad news there. Paul is saying, look, we are all in the same boat. We are all destined for destruction. We are all equally deserving of God's wrath. We are all in the same boat together. We are all doomed for destruction. That's the bad news. And the gospel does not stop. So let's hear the good news. Who wants to hear some good news? Yeah, all right, so here we go. The good news is John 3, 16 through 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into this world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. There is hope after all. There is hope after all. There is a way that we can be redeemed once and for all, that we can be made right in the eyes of God through Jesus Christ. But how can this be good news if I still feel the same way I do? Maybe I gave my life to Jesus when I was a young person and life circumstances continue to weigh down and I question whether or not God has truly saved me or not or I question my salvation. I am still caught in addiction. I am still caught in oppression. I am still caught in abuse. I am still suffering in fear. Are you telling me that this good news is so good that Jesus is going to change my circumstances? Are you telling me that he is going to just take all those things away? And the answer is no. What? 
I thought for sure you were going to say yes. The answer is no. He is not going to change your circumstances. Jesus says I'm, he, uh, he does not promise to change your circumstances, although sometimes your circumstances do change. He says, I am going to 100% change you. You are going to be changed 100%. Not only are you going to be changed, you are going to be a new creation. I'm going to get a grip of your life, and you are going to be transformed. You are going to start looking at your circumstances differently. You're going to start seeing this world through my eyes. And you are going to experience perhaps some circumstance changes, but you are going to receive those personal transformation because I am doing a good thing in you, and that is some good news. Do you remember when Pastor John, uh, it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, he held out that really long rope, and it would have stretched all the way through the door, and the reason we couldn't bring in that eternal rope is because they're still working on it. Okay, they haven't come out. It, it fell over on the first service too. It was a terrible joke. All right, but John held out this rope, and there was there was some color to it at the, the the tip that he was holding. He said, "Look, this little bit of the rope signifies your life here on earth. Why do we spend so much of our life and so much of our effort worrying about this small aspect of our lives when all of eternity stretches before us?" We need to be focused on the eternal, not what we currently have in our life right now. We need to be focused on eternity. The good news that Jesus spoke of is going to set you free personally. It's going to set the oppressed free, the captives free, and prisoners. And there's a difference between being captive and being a prisoner. He's going to set you free. And I know some of you here this morning, some of you who are watching this online right now, some of you who are going to tune into this podcast later on, have not given your lives to Jesus Christ. Some of you are sitting here in this worship center this morning who have not fully surrendered your life to Jesus. You cannot say with 100% assurance that you are going to get to spend eternity with God in heaven forever. You have been eking your way through life, pretending that you are a Christian, pretending that perhaps you have given your life to Christ to appease people around you, and you are sitting here doomed to destruction. But you can have a decision this morning to give your life to Christ, that you can have a new life in Christ, and it's going to cost you everything. And it's going to be the best thing you have ever experienced. So we're going to give you a chance to respond this morning. We're going to give you a chance to respond to this good news, this gospel, that Jesus Christ is fully in your life, that you can have new life, that your life can be transformed now, that although your circumstances may not change, Jesus says, I'm going to change your life. I'm going to make you into a new creation. And you are sitting there, some of you are squirming right now because you know that the Holy Spirit is working in you, calling you to respond. And you can respond this morning. You can come up front. There's going to be people up here from our prayer team who are going to pray with you. If you feel like you maybe gave your life to Christ, but you are experiencing difficulty, you are experiencing heartache, that you just need to be set free from whatever, just come forward and surrender. That's all Jesus has been wanting for you your entire life. He has been wanting you to be set free, but you've got to let him. And it's going to cost you everything. 
So as the rest of the worship team come up this morning, our prayer team is going to come up here. And if you've got something that you just need to be in prayer with, something that you just need to surrender, maybe it's your life, maybe it's your circumstances, whatever it is, respond to the call of this good news this morning. If you're online and you're wanting to do that, go and, and let us know through the chat. Fill out a response card. Let us know that you have accepted Christ and that you want Christ to be a part of your life. And we will be up here with you to pray with you. God, as we continue to enter into a time of worship, we surrender our life to you. We surrender our will to you. I pray that those here who are listening to this message, who are feeling convicted in their heart, God, that they would respond, that they would stop rejecting you, that they would know 100% that you are in their life and that they can have new life in you. So God, help us in this time to respond and let us continue to proclaim this good news to the world who so desperately needs it. Amen.